Hey, what's up everyone out there? Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the Addicted Fishing Podcast. It has been way, way, way too long since we've been in here, but finally got the OG crew in here, Jordan, Cam, and Marlon, all back in here. It has been a minute. It's been a minute because the weather's been really nice and fishing's been good, so sorry. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> We're not, we, we have a hard time coming and recording a podcast when we can go fishing yeah. and film. The days are getting longer. I keep missing these little fishing adventures, though. Which ones? What do you mean? Sturgeon. I mean, we went bass fishing a couple of weeks ago. On the live feed night. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. It's the Sturgeon Day. There's something else that happened. Oh, yeah, you were out. We've been gone. In Oregon guiding and stuff. We've been gone. Springer yeah. Day, that really sucked. We killed we killed a Springer bite with one of our live feeds. That was pretty epic. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are getting Springers every night. We're like, let's go. No fish caught. Well, what's been going on? What have you guys been doing? You've been fishing? What have you been doing? I've been on the road. On the road again and again. I've been traveling and filming and making some more videos for you guys out there on that love that addicted fishing YouTube channel. Um, I just got back from Alaska. We were up there for six days. I think that was two days ago. And it's all blurring together now. But um, spent six days up in Alaska. Took Clint and Mike, our our production and our our shop guy, with us, and uh, hit it hard and had some nasty weather. Rode out some big waves and caught just a few fish and. Put together some videos. That was, that was a hard-fought win. Yeah. It was. It's always tough when you go somewhere and you have these, like, super high expectations and it doesn't turn out to be what your expectations well, expectation are. Well, expectations kill joy. But at this, in this certain instance, I didn't take anything. It was an all-inclusive guided thing. We were going to, to help this lodge out and, and uh, do a little filming for him. And I didn't even take a twitching, you know, twitching jig or a, a twitching rod or a fishing pole at, at all, for that matter. And uh, so showed up, and we got blown off the ocean a few days, and didn't have the option to really go do anything else. And so we were, we were stocking up at Walmart, going to Walmart, <laughs> Fred Meyer's buying yeah. fishing gear, trying to find an t- addicted twitching jig like no tomorrow. <laughs> and uh, we did what we could, but the last day we were there, we got some good king fishing and some halibut fishing in the ocean, and pulled it all together. But met a lot of cool people. There are a lot of addicted fans up there uh, on the Kenai Peninsula. So big shout out to all you guys out there that might be listening to this podcast. Sorry if I missed you as well, but uh, thanks for saying hi, everybody that got a chance to. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, it was, really cool. it was fun to meet all the new people up there. A lot of dudes from down here, of course, but it was, you know, we were definitely seeing addicted stickers on trucks everywhere. That was cool. <laughs> that's nice. freaking sweet. Taking over. Yeah. That's well, without spoiling it too much, I mean, so you have typical addicted fashion then, right? So... Typical, go somewhere new, and you guys have you guys have seen that in a lot of our videos and a lot of our movies, and go somewhere new and spend some time figuring it out, and then yeah, rally at the end. Yeah, and we, the one day, probably my favorite day, which is going to sound silly to a lot of you guys out there, was the razor clamming day. Um, we motored twenty eight miles across the sound um, and let the boat just get beached by the low tide, which is the weirdest thing. The pictures I've ever are seen. hilarious. That was the weirdest thing I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. They're like, oh, that's what we do. And I'm like, the, your boat's on the side, <laughs> you know? Like, and, uh, but just right at the foothills of these giant mountains, um, you know, out in the middle of nowhere and played around on the tide. It was just kind of like a little kid day, you know, just hiking around, playing in the mud, giant razor clams, um, but ate super good that night. And, and, uh, mainly it was just kind of the good camaraderie that made the trip so good. You know, we had Mike and Clint who'd never been fishing in Alaska. Um, and the amenities were really cool. Had some awesome meals, some good laughs, made fun of each other for six days, basically made up for slow fishing. So, yeah. Yeah. Made fun of Clint. Okay. Nobody really made fun of me. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> and Mike. <laughs> but Clint's always getting picked on. Yeah, aren't we all? One of these days, he's gonna just go postal and just shank every one yeah. of us. But it was then uh, we we did some river fishing because we had to because we went out one morning. Um, launched off this really cool beat. I'm kind of spoiler alerting it for you guys, but you're gonna have to see the footage anyways. Um, but we were launching off the beach with these big uh, yarders, basically. You're these big... Um, tractors, right? Yeah, well, they say tractors, but it's a piece of logging equipment. It's for dragging out logs. But they hook up to your boat. You bring you bring the boat in with the truck. You unhook it. They hook up with this big tractor, and they just dump your ass right off the beach. So it was super cool. But we went out that one morning um, to give her hell. We knew it was going to get big. They are calling for, like, four-footers. And I was thoroughly enjoying watching Clint and Mike and, and Sean just sicker in hell the whole time <laughs> and me and the no. cat oh, oh he he had he was taking suppositories of <laughs> of, of seasickness medicine and had it literally he took so much seasickness medicine it made him go blind um <laughs> he couldn't even see one day he's like what's wrong with me i can't see my phone but it was because he overdosed on like four different kinds of seasickness so nevertheless clint didn't throw up um, but Mike and Sean were just yakking the whole time. It went from like four to six, and then we tried to go four to six foot waves. And anybody in the maritime industry, when you say four to six, that doesn't sound big, but that's like from normal sea level up six more feet, and that's that's big waves. It's over the top of your boat in a lot of instances. Um, and then as we tried to go out to where we were going to halibut fish at the right part of the tide, it went to like eight uh, significant eight-footers. You know, like it was – I was having a good time. I was on the back deck all zipped up with my hood, and we were splashing and going, and we got about a quarter mile. We had to go 10 miles, and we got, like, a quarter mile. And I hear Mike inside the cab go, when's it, when's it, like, when can we turn around? Like, when's it bad enough that we turn around? <laughs> like, I'm like, don't listen to him. Keep going. Like, Send it. And we were just <laughs> water all over the place, and uh, it was really cool. So that was a good experience, but then the next few days we – Struggled super hard to try to find a king in a smaller river. Um, and this time of year, there's not a lot of open up there. It's kind of, we went specifically to kind of ocean fish. Um, and so we spent the next couple of days beating cheeks on foot, basically did one little short drift on the drift boat. But it's just tough fishing and in this area, especially there's a lot of pressure, you know, 15, 20 drift boats a day, guys on the bank. Um, camaraderie was great, you know, as far as like the, the fishermen, the community of fishermen, everybody is really nice and works together and, you know, you drop anchor in front of somebody back troll and nobody's throwing fists or nothing. So that was kind of cool to see. They all are just doing what they have to up there, but, um, fishing got a little bit better for the Kings on the, the, the last day that we fished. It got a little more Kingy weather. It was 70 and sunny most of the time, but super high winds. But then the last day we got some good rain and the bite really popped. I mean, we probably saw 10 to 15 fish hooked, um, quite a few of the boats pulled in some nice Kings, um, and then we got one last day on the southern part of the peninsula in Homer where we got out and made her happen. Had the guide's best king day he'd ever had, which was really neat. So we went out there. It was a, definitely a team effort, that's for sure. Cool. We were, Can't wait to see it. Yeah. yeah it's good excited stuff. to see it. See my old stomping ground. Yeah. The nail chick a little bit. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. Yeah, you guys went with Nilna Chick Charters, right? Yeah, the Nilna Chick Charters. We stayed at the Soaring Eagle Lodge. Um which I'd highly recommend if you're just going to Alaska to be a tourist or just to check it out. Definitely. Make sure you tell them Addicted sent you. Yeah, tell them Addicted sent you, but check out that Soaring Eagle Lodge. It's really cool spots, little condos, basically little two- to three-bedroom houses that are right on this bluff overlooking the whole Cook Inlet. It was a beautiful spot, but go a little later in the year. 
if you're in a yeah, fish. Yeah, going like late June, July. Late June, July, yeah. No trout or dollies or anything poking the, in anywhere? Some or? of the some of the dollies, you know, there was a few dollies. Um, but most of the trout rivers and all that kind of stuff, you were, you know, I think right now this time you're not even supposed to target the trout. There was some steelhead in the one river that we fished. Um, didn't really get a chance at them. You know, we're just, hands are tied. You know, I went, yeah. went to Walmart and got a... You know, damn near just bought a little Barbie rod and, and some pixie number spoons. five spinner. Yeah, I'm like, we just got to do remember, something. I remember pixie spoons are just for sale everywhere. Oh, out yeah, there. <laughs> but it was just one of those deals where you know it's kind of caught with their pants down. Really, you know, didn't really have much of an option, and we did our best. But and then of course you're in that part of Alaska. Everybody's like, oh no, just floss them, just flo- just go snag, just go snag. I'm like, yeah, our viewers will love that. <laughs> Jordan with a nine foot leader and a piece of yarn. That's what everybody's doing. You know what I mean? That's what even even my buddies that that guide up there. I'm like, what tutorials. should I do? And they're like, well, if you don't have any good eggs, probably just try to go floss. <laughs> I'm like, no, man, I can't do that. As cool as that sounds, there was no sockeye on the river, so people were directly trying to snag the kings, and I, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't gonna partake in that. So that's where we were. But that's wild. <laughs> Well, cool. get it done attitude. Yeah, 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 Alaska, yeah, exactly. Alaska yeah. fisherman right there. Yeah, you know, exactly. <laughs> Just snag him. Well, what about you, Cam? What have you been doing? Dude, been I took a little uh, week off vacation. Been in Florida and then just been grinding up springers and sturgeon seasons and rockfish and kokanee. Has it all been really good? Everything except for the damn springers. <laughs> just in full honesty. Uh, what was the point been, of opening the Columbia back up then? Uh, I find that interesting. No, there was so coincidentally the day that I stepped on the plane to go to Florida was the day that they opened the freaking lower Columbia again, which I would have really liked to hit some of those first two days, and some of the guys got successful. So I got to kind of miss out on that. I'm glad glad all you guys got to go out there and beat on them a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, when I got back, uh, did a couple days over in Channel Harbor, kind of the usual you know onesie twosie stuff. That's just been the way of the world has been, and now the uh, seasons opened up again, and the reason why they did it is because we they forecast a certain amount of run, run to go over Bonneville Dam, but when we have our early April fisheries, we only fish 70% to that forecast, and so since it looked like the run was going to come in to as projected, they opened it up and gave us that other 30%. Well, look at this. A whole 11 steelhead went over Bonneville yesterday. Oh. Exciting. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, so, like right now, <laughs> oh, the Columbia man. opened up like May sixteenth, and man, it's it's disgusting. It's pretty horrid. It's like you know it's May sixteenth. Normally, you could get them good. One thousand four hundred ninety steelhead over on a right now. Two Which some people might say, oh, it's, it's not the time yet, but no. that's too. That's way smaller of a number than it shouldn't be time well, yet. Well, most most yeah. of the early most of the early fish that would come in you know, that we'd start fishing on May sixteenth in the Columbia were were. Going to other rivers. Or Oregon yeah. trip fish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oregon and, they could, and they have right maxillary clips. They're big. The majority of them are clipped. They're very obvious. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, Sandy Amstrain. Right. Wink, wink. Uh, style of fish. And we get a lot of them. And we used to just get tons of them. What happened to all of them? Did they stop planting them? Did they decrease the plants? numbers are down, but steelhead numbers are just down. I mean, they're just down. Across like, the board. I mean, even as yeah. we came out of winter steelhead, um, I was really, really really um skeptical and like interested to see when i went to alaska this year for the little stint that i did and i was wondering because because it was so bad from california to the you know to washington mm-hmm. and all through and through there's no river that really kicked ass even alaska was terrible I, there's just something with the food source and i say terrible we got really lucky on our trip and caught good fish but the day i left 
the my guys that I was catching fish with every day with that we were camping with went to like catching two or three a day and not seeing more. They weren't just not catching them; they weren't there. And then after so, you know, hearing about other rivers along the southwest coast of Alaska, same thing. They're like, "Yeah, it was a pretty poor year." Yeah. And so across the board, I think I was waiting to see that, and it was exactly. I wasn't hoping for it, but it was exactly like I kind of expected where across the, I mean, whether it's summer steelhead or spring or winter, I just, whatever they're eating or I'll be interested to see, because I know sockeye, I've heard from All the Columbia people. River issues all stem from like upriver, like losses and, sh- and stuff. Right, like it, it's right. all like bad losses. But you still have lot. You still have though big misses in the lower, in the lower. Oh yeah. Where they've, there's some they've decreased. Like think about how many plants they've yeah. decreased too. No. Yeah. It's, it, I mean, it's a death by a thousand cuts again, Yeah, you know, and that's just, just the situation we're in. I mean, they've got guys that, you know, I, I, I was gone the first week, you know, of the opener, but I always looked forward to them opening the Columbia River and not opening salmon because nobody would go out there and mm-hmm. we'd find a bunch of early, yeah. bright, super hot, crazy acrobats, uh, summer steelhead swimming around and guys that I know that know their way around that fishery were going out and getting a bite. Mm-hmm. I mean, getting a bite. It's like, <laughs> it's just, I don't know, man. You know, it's something we talk about all the time, all the hatchery wild, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But, you know, a good friend of mine who's been in the industry a long, long time, both these gentlemen have met, has, you know, was guiding in Southwest Washington 15 to 20 years ago. And f- exclusively fly fishing guiding. That's how good it was. They didn't gear fish even. And he was on board. I mean, he's a f- right there with the fly fishermen saying hatcheries are bad, all this stuff, pushed for this. And his main, his main, comment on it now is what oops. we tried to do did not work yeah oops Wh- whatever they thought their science had proven is not working so we need to go back to the way it was because it's not there's not enough habitat you can restore for wild wild yeah. summer steelhead we're talking yeah. here there's not enough habitat to be restored there's not enough water quality to be restored and there's just no chance for them and we if we want a fishery we're gonna have to and start the, and, going and as you guys until that until that time comes we have to mitigate yeah for it yeah and That's it's just the it's key. time for everybody in the community so, whether and you guys can tell or, you guys can tell how frustrated we are with these issues because this is like the sixth podcast in a row we right right we just went all, I was, I, I know. I was, I was actually just going to try to stop Jordan. Yeah, and, and we know these issues, but let's talk about some positivity. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. The man. whole the last but podcast we did, me and you talked about that the entire podcast. Did we? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it just it seems to be a trend. Yeah, it creeps into it creeps into everything. Well, it's we talk good. To, about, it's good it to creeps, talk about. It. Yeah, it creeps into everything it's we depressing. talk about, and it's always top of mind. And it, there's there is no question. But then you end up in situations like like so like for instance like this winter, right? When you and I are out chasing. You know, nothing but solely but wild steelhead, and you can tell that the run is just not not as strong that as it as it as it really could be. And then you look at you know like these situations where now we're seeing the summer steelhead, which do rely heavily on hatchery uh, hatchery runs to create productive fisheries and an abundance, and it's just not there because they're not planting them. And it's just like okay, that's a double edged sword. Now we're really getting screwed, yeah. um, and it's really showing. Um, it's even going to creep its way into some of our into some of our fall fisheries. I mean, shit, two days ago. I took and completely deflated and dismantled my raft and just stuck it out in the freaking side yard. I'm like, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to freaking do any kind of summer steelhead fishing this year. It's just, I'm yeah. over it. I'll put it together. I, I, got a, I, need, I need the space to paint. Yeah. <laughs> I got a week and a half of it, uh, over this next week and a half before we leave for Alaska for a third movie. And would you get some spring would, Chinook though? And I stuff, would though, love too. to say I'm excited, but it's not going to be easy. 
Yeah, but you like say so you got you got. But <laughs> but on the flip side of that, the spring it's weird because like the steelheads down and and things are going there. The spring chinook are a lot harder chinook. to catch in in the case of where I'm fishing. You know what I mean? Yeah, or, but, but still, you know, it's nice to be able to catch. Well, you can go. You could go. You can go to where there's some springers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but with that said, there's you know they they opened the Columbia back up. It looked like we got at least somewhat close to forecast. So they gave us a bunch. They gave us a couple more weeks now. Well, and just that the comment on the going towards the positivity um since we're kind of just on the talking about fishing kick the uh numbers for chinook did jump up another couple hundred fish last couple of days but then really the uh yeah. went back to about a thousand yeah, a thousand fish. fish a day that's and um the exciting part for most of you addicts out there who have been having a hard time catching anything else shad went to twenty one thousand. well there's a better number in there there's a real cool number in there that I just noticed because I didn't notice that they were going over two days ago, and now they are. Oh, the, the starts with an S, the everybody, sockies. and it ends with an E. Yep, the sockeyes, which are going <laughs> to open June 16th on the Columbia, which is the run is. day we leave. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. It's funny because TJ Hester calls me, and he goes, he goes, he calls me up today just randomly, like, he's like, you getting any sockeye yet? He's like, I know you're steelhead fishing. I know, I know you're steelhead fishing. I'm like, no, actually, dude, I'm not, like, at all. I'm actually out here sturgeon fishing today. And he's like, he's like, well, what have you heard from Sockeye yet? And I'm like, um, nothing. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, give it a week. He's like, he's like, he's like, no, no. He's like, you guys should be catching him right now. I'm like, no, no, we shouldn't be. <laughs> like, yeah. just give it a little, give it a week, give it a week. Like, we'll, we'll see him. But it for is us, funny how fast things change in a week sometimes. But then he made he makes the comment, and I go, I go, I go, you know, TJ, they're only projecting like half of what we had last year. And he goes, he goes, they are never, ever, ever, ever right on Sockeye. And I'm like. Good point. <laughs> like they, they aren't. They They're are so sockeye, far off every time. Sockeye are a real tough cookie. And One so, time they predicted 98,000 and 660,000. Yeah, exactly. Back. <laughs> exactly. And even last year, even last year, they predicted 300, and I think they got 360 total, which actually they were close on. I mean, that I would consider that's that. That's not so bad. That's not bad, but kudos. You know, but, but, <laughs> you know, what, what TJ wanted me to say so bad was like, oh, I've been – Catching them for a week, these things yeah. all over the place because he wants to see that abundance. That does happen though. Oh, for sure. No, yeah. no, no. We, yeah, we will start seeing. Um, you know, if I get a while. Well, you're going to be summer chinook fishing soon, right? Uh, Friday. Yeah, that's what I thought. Start Friday. And uh, yeah, there, there will too. be some time going out where there. I'm going to encounter. Be right spots. in your spot. <laughs> you don't even know where I'm going. I'll fig- I'll find you. I'm going to be trolling. I'm going to be trolling. Lame. Oh, okay. <laughs> Tri- triple wobbler only. Lame. Triple wobbler only off with a bell, and that's the only way we could catch it. No, anyways, we got yeah, and then Summer Chinook starts technically on June 16th, even though it's open now, and that's supposed to be a pretty damn good run. And from what I'm hearing from guys, um, you know, and some of these Southeast Alaska fisheries and whatnot, that they're saying that their their early abundancy of kings is greater than uh, they've seen in like years and years and years. Funny what happens when you give them a year break. Well, of a, of a yeah, right. Quote unquote Co- pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Quote co- COVID there. <laughs> oh, the positivity of COVID. Cool. Uh, no. Jordan's just wanting to be really negative I'm tonight. I'm sorry, guys. No, no, no. Not. But no, but like some of the some of the guys that are up there posting pictures, I messaged one of them. Is really pronounced like uh, owns a lodge up there, and he's just like, yeah, there's a lot. There's a ton of early kings. Tons of early kings. That's so, cool. Well, you know, there you go. It's, now they're just killing our fall fish before they get here. Sons of bitches. <laughs> that's what I'm I saying. I just haven't it heard. You, is there a lot year. of people catching them trolling? Because everyone I know that's catching them is getting them on anchor. During the six hours the tide's running out? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 
No, I'll probably be trolling Friday morning. Because I won't have any tide. So there you go. That's why I'm going to be trolling. I'm going to be rolling my butt down the river. And two other people's butts. Nice. Well, we got any quick, any other quick updates before we kind of finish this podcast? Today's podcast, guys, was just kind of like a catch up. We just wanted to bring you guys a little up to speed. We haven't been in here a while, and so we just wanted to do a little quick update on things. What else is going on? We're leaving for Alaska soon. We're going to film our third movie, guys. Get excited, boys and girls. Addicted Alaska Three. This will be the final. We will probably not make another one of these. We're going to round it out with a trilogy. This will be it. On to South America. And we're going to go somewhere else now and start a new series. <laughs> we're going to start a new series. I don't know what yet. but Oh, gosh. I don't want to know. Actually, I do. We'll talk about it. Addicted it Canada. Eh? That's what I will do. <laughs> right at the end of the day. Just a little eh. Exactly. Addicted Canada. Eh. Eh. They're going to hate us up there. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. No way. We have a lot of Canadian fans. Oh, it's crazy oh, to see how gosh. many we do have. If it's they ever let us in. Really cool. That too. Yeah. It should be really good up there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, right? It's been quiet. So. Good stuff. Well, what else we got? Any other updates before we say goodbye to these people? No. No. Nope. We'll be talking to you guys next week. Yeah. We will. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. Catch you guys on the next one. See you on the radio. Later, boys.